0: Hi, and welcome to the 77th, 77th edition of Keen Minds, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This, uh, these episodes were season six, episodes 13 and 14, Robert Vesco, and the Osterman Umbrella Company. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. I'm Tessa. And we have a very special guest uh, for this particular podcast. Our resident Samar Guru. Hello, it's
1: whimsy and something. Yay! Hi, <laughs> Whimsy. Hello. So, so big episode. But before we go into into the into the the most interesting stuff of the episode, which was the Samar stuff, um, and I can see whimsy starting to cry there. Um, I think we should cover the fun stuff. First of all, Red has a party. And that was a classy party.
0: It just, and I love how many cops he had there. I'm sitting there going, How did you get arrested? How did someone not just accidentally leave a lock undone? Like, how did Mm -hmm. that, and that's probably what Liz was banking on. Like, this whole thing, that's probably what she was banking on, was he would have a contact to get him out. And they had a lot of decoration
1: on the chest.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's buddies with, uh,. With uh,
1: Cooper, and he's got a bucket load. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this, this was fun, and, and it was all out. I mean, it was... And can I say what a perfect line for... for um, because they got the, this whole thing with, with Glenn and the shrimp. So this time, I I loved it that it brought back his shrimp, saying we're out of shrimp, and there was a shrimp platter before. It was a lot of fun. And... Sweet Vontae,
0: get that yes, man a girlfriend the waitress I, I love Vontae <laughs> I think he's just kind of got ado- gotten adopted by Red's crew And I just mm. hope that they protect him <laughs> If they're yes. going to throw him back into a life of crime At least protect that kid
1: uh, I think he looks like the nerdy kind So maybe he will eventually um, be trained to be the rest of the nerd um, I'm hoping
2: Maybe he'll be Red's version of Aram down the track Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think he's lost a rom. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: well and He's so cute. he's adorable. Yeah. I I want Vontae to stay forever. I love Vontae. He is an A plus addition.
1: And and then you know we go from that party. By the way, can we also talk about Glenn with the two glamorous <laughs> girls <laughs> while that they sip hair of dog? Oh, I didn't even know
0: what to do with that. But you know, hey, he always you think with Glenn that it's all bullsh you know, him just going at it and making stuff up and all these women here and there and no, apparently he's got something. <laughs>
1: he's got something. Not That's sure for sure. what Yep. But he got it. He got it. Um And then I am fascinated that they brought Um, a, a real figure to do the heist. Vesco is absolutely the perfect guy to have mentor Red. And I noticed something very interesting with another older man who had a similar kind of contentious but survival relationship with it, which is Alan Fitch, and they both call him Ray. I it's noticed true. that, yeah. That that was
0: one thing I keyed in on in the middle of the episode and I meant to to ask you about it. So it's the perfect time. That um with with so few people call him Ray, which seems like a very natural go to nickname. And so but it, I don't it, uh, I don't think we've heard anybody
1: else besides Fitch and now Malt, Malt. Who else? Maltz. Abraham Malt. Okay. The surgeon. He okay. calls him Ray. He calls him Red, but he also calls him Ray. Okay. So it's interesting that the people who seem to call him Ray all come from a time in his life rather early on. And this is interesting because this is not before 1991. So yeah. I, I think that those who keep clinging on to Red is not the Raymond Reddington from before the fire, they got to start letting go of that. I mean, nicknames melted. do change over the years. Yeah. I mean, I know
2: people who knew me when I was much younger call me different nicknames to what people call me now.
1: Yeah, mine's, like, just shorter. Yeah, I mean, if they could just not call me anything, they probably would. I went from Jennifer to Jenny to Jen, and the joke is
0: the next one will just be Jay. Jay. Which is funny, because I sign all of my, my writing stuff that I do outside of fan fiction with yeah. uh, my, middle, my first initial, middle initial, and then my last name. Hmm. Yep. So there we
1: go. Just shorten it as short as you can get it. I'm so you let, let's go into the heist. The planning on the heist was so much fun. First, the way they got Tesco. Tesco was the best. He Again, this is classic red. He got the, the task force to go after him. and <laughs> then and the, oh he got the, the task force to go after him and at the same time he's waiting right there so this is I mean we've had the same things done by red in like that's how he got Ivan that that's how he get all the people he gets the 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 police to go after the people and then he just is waiting right there to save them
0: um oh. so I was gonna say something about
1: Vasco, the way he was being, the, the way they caught him.
0: Yes, I had something, and I've forgotten it
2: now. I was waiting till we mentioned the cat and the whole. You wouldn't kill is. the cat, but you would take the tours yeah. so, so there was there was that um,
0: the, the whole bit about the fact that obviously he knew that Red is not not uh, capable or willing of hurting animals, but also I found it interesting that the little. Apartment that that uh, Vesco had reminded me a lot of Red's little apartment that we saw in the next episode. That mm-hmm. that weird little apartment that Liz called, you know, from that's been there since season two. And by the way, the cat's alive, which is good. But there were a lot of parallels there between the apartment and the cat mm-hmm. and all of that. And me ending a the episode alive, and me ending the episode going, I wonder if that cat's still alive. took care of the cat he was about to leave the town ta- you know leave town leave the poor cat there
1: I'm sure he had one of his pals who pick up the cat after he was gone and brought him to him <laughs> these people got everything he they say they had the entire cops in on this uh, in his pocket I, I found it interesting that that uh, as you mentioned that apartment that that quiet life and the and red's quiet life I think that they correspond to the same kind of period in, in when they're going for a, for a quieter life. Yeah. Like this uh, Kal- Alaska Cabin.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... I think that Red would enjoy a quieter life if he didn't still have whatever war he believes is coming on his doorstep. I think that he feels the extreme need to have the the copious amounts of money you know for liz for himself for you mm-hmm. know for this war that he's gearing up to fight i think it's with the cabal everything mm-hmm. you said you think it's with the cabal whimsy do you think it's with the cabal
2: at this point i have gone <laughs> back and forth on the cabal so many times i don't even remember where i'm at anymore a little bit of whiplash. <laughs> yeah. You get that Every with other episode, show. I think it might be, and also it might not be. I'm just going to wait and see now.
1: That's fair. You've got to stay way. the curse. you got to believe what you believe,
0: and <sighs> just stay the curse. What, was it? But what I mean, was it Megan said a while back? Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> it's a wild until this
2: season. They haven't been mentioned in so long.
0: That's usually when they pop back up, though. I yeah. mean, because that's what they did with uh, McCready is that he just dropped off the face of the planet and everyone's going well I say everyone Tom fans were over here going shouldn't he have come back up by now if they're you know master spies mm-hmm. and he put all mm-hmm. of his resources to finding Tom and he's mm-hmm. just gone
2: and, oh there he is yeah every, every so often later. there's a reference to something from ages and ages ago
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I'm and, like and that's interesting it's interesting the way they do it it goes I I personally think it goes back to Boken camp being a feature writer that he writes mm-hmm. this as a as a feature writer would versus a TV writer. And I think that's why we have these threads that take
1: forever mm-hmm.
0: to get back to.
1: Now, ladies, it's time to go into Rudiger. And I the love Rudiger. I, I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> and I regularly, just, too.
0: Us? He's been Ooh. back fairly regularly now. Yes, Rudiger.
1: and he was absolutely... Hilarious. He started bawling about (laughs) London to be this opera singer, and everybody wanted to be a football player. He was such a sad drunk. (laughs) Oh my God. Instead of the happy one, it was just so much fun. (gasps)
0: I'm just picturing him now because, I mean, we met him with Gina and I'm just picturing him with various other people he's worked with, Gina included, like having these sob stories with his vodka and or schnapps or whatever he's drinking. And the other person going to
1: rehab, too. Oh, he did go to rehab. It didn't he didn't stick. To rehab when he when he crashed? Of course not. When he crashed, the daughter's uh, Passat, and then it was something else. And now he's like totally drunk, bawling about his dream of being a tenor. I just I not loved, a race
2: car driver.
0: I loved the line of "born with schnapps in one hand and a detonator
1: in another." <laughs> yeah. it was absolutely perfect. I mean, that heist was brief. Um, uh, not, not much to discuss because it was just like the, it was a lot of the stuff that Red was talking in season five, uh, a treasure hunt, uh, clues, they go, their music this time and the clues and their, um, you know, things that were hidden that were supposed to be lost. So we're, we're going back in the same thing. And if we go and look at Cake May, it's, it starts to have a little bit of the feel of that. Because there was also a treasure hunt. I have a question for you.
0: For both of you. Do you think that Red really did get duped or do you think that he just had Vesco take a portion of it elsewhere? Like take his portion elsewhere? Because he was on the phone when Vesco left and said there's been a change of plans. And then he seemed very chill about Having mm. someone pull one over on him, he has never his ego being bruised is never really a good thing with him. And yet, he was telling Liz to take out the phone, take a photo, remember this day, almost like the lady doth protest a little too much there.
1: Mm. Um, I think on the other hand, um, I mean it could be. I, I'm not discounting it. I think it could be. But on the other hand, I think that Red credits the fact that he doesn't trust anyone. And notice the way he said it. I don't trust anyone. That means that not even Dembe knows everything. Mm-hmm. And and I think that survival is something more valuable than the gold. And he got the gold. Uh, it is possible. From him? <laughs> yeah. I must admit,
2: when I first watched it, I thought he had been genuinely swindled but that's oh, more too. because I was so focused on everything else happening in the episode that I wasn't entirely paying attention to the Vesco thing on,
0: on my first watch I sat there when they get when that hug happened I went oh red you poor poor dumb man yeah <laughs> you're you're done <laughs> and, but I did but my think it was weird yeah my rewatch felt more like it was one of those because Red's always five steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's possible that he really did, that Vesco's just that much
1: better than him, but... Also, oh, oh, what are the chances that actually Denver becomes in, uh, that Glenn gives him the key when when uh, um, Vesco is there? I mean, it is possible that he had taken his cut, left the other stuff, so that he can tell to the FBI, I haven't stolen a thing. See? I didn't steal anything, it was just stolen from me. It's a possibility. Uh,
2: I I think it is something I'd like to see addressed later.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean I figure if we do see it addressed, then yes. And otherwise we can just assume
1: that he really did get one pulled over on him.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things. It was a little too
1: much for him to have the key on his pocket. I mean, really? That was almost like inviting, like, hey, here, this is where you take your key. Now you take the truck, and now you pull one over me again. And meanwhile, I got my gold, my part of the gold. For all you know, what Vesco stole is a bunch of painted stuff. (laughs) That would be nice. Well, I mean, I assume they're supposed to split it.
0: So, I mean, it could be that, that he only let him take a portion of it. You know, that the other half, or maybe more than half, he had routed elsewhere, and so
1: Vesco thought that he was... Yeah, more than half, because he was covering all the expense of Mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe it will come back as some part of the larger plan. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's always filling the coffers. I I thought it was a a very interesting high fun. I mean, it had everybody, and Glenn going on the stage and and saying fire. I mean... (laughs) That poor fireman! What would possess you? And then Liz, hey,
0: I know who that is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yep. I think she's the only person who's ever just called him Mr. Carter. Mm-hmm. That was fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially after the car ride that he, she had with him. Thou in the in the student thou. I mean, call him Mister is is quite a. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot that? about that. But
0: I mean, yeah. he he did help her. Um, get into evidence, the evidence lock yes. up back in season yeah. five.
1: Oh they they work quite a bit together mm-hmm. and they work pretty good together too. Yeah. So I think that that is that Cooper's the heist. It was excellent. I love seeing the entire crew. I love seeing Hetty. I love seeing everybody. Even if it was just for a short time, I love seeing them all. I do. And too. the way
2: Red described them all at the start
1: Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm.
2: fresh faced ones guys to solve everything, girls to handle the guys. I loved that line because that it's was so heady
0: so heady mm-hmm. and oh okay we have to talk about heady and, and Rudiger's scene <laughs> at the bar <laughs> yeah. what was uh, it yeah. unleash the German or something like that <laughs> cue the German unleash the German, something along mm-hmm. those lines yeah. <laughs> and just throwing the drink at
1: her It was great. Yeah, Rudiger was really drunk this time. So we know that he's not a, when things don't make me happy, he's not a good drunk. That's what I said. Such a sad drunk. Such Mm. a sad drunk. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that, I mean, that covers a heist. Anybody has anything else that you want to address? So, do you want to go into Liz and uh, and wrestler? They have very little to do this time. Um. Yeah, I, I,
0: that scene in the library, though, was kind of fantastic. Yes. Poor Bress. He does get painted as the dumb jock sometimes. And that was was the line that he hadn't...
1: read right, had as many people in high school. Yeah,
0: and then turn around, we're going to the opera, and I thought it couldn't I get more boring. Was
1: well. <laughs> 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 it was great. Um, there was, there was not a lot of, of, for going on for Liz and, and that is not really directly related to Aram and Samar. Um, I mean, they were up, they were, they, they go to, you guys go do this, you guys go do that, that Cooper was directing.
0: Um well, to be fair, a lot of times that's what Samar and Aram are doing, so. Yeah. They, yeah. they've never been fantastic about balancing their characters. They typically have one or two in the forefront, and then mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of receipt the
1: background yeah on you know this needs to happen so go do it you yeah know? I think I think before one of the two things that I'm that I forgot that probably do not actually belong in the Samar rest in the Samara and aram stuff is the fact that red got the pills and he's being on this juicing stuff and and healthy foods and then apparently the pills are for him because uh, Dempig handed him to the pills, and he just took one immediately instead of taking them.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm back in season, still waiting for the doctor to come back from earlier in the season.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I was gonna say back in season three,
0: because for a very long time, I've I've wondered if we're gonna lose Red in that final episode of the show. You know, if the his redemption arc will be dying to save Liz and mm. and giving her a chance, but. In season three, when that painting showed up, um, who we assume, you know, or at least at the time we assumed uh, was Katerina sending it. um, I remember thinking at the time, you know, I'm wondering if maybe he was ill, you know, if it was some sort of very lengthy. And I've got some sort of mini meta out there somewhere talking about it. Mm -hmm. But that maybe he had some sort of. You have no idea
1: about it when they said, are you ill? You've no idea that was when, um, Dr. Was it Rifler or Shaw that asked her? Not, not Rifle. Um, the other doctor. Yes. The one that was working with Dr. Shaw. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, no, this was back in season three with the painting that, that I had this, Mm -hmm. this thought that, you know, maybe he had some sort of degenerative disease that was slow killing, but would eventually take his life. And, that theory is coming back around. the The more information we're getting, it's it's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the the it, it was certainly that thing about the the juice and the fruits and the whole thing and the tai chi. Um, so I do wonder if that is something to be said about Red being sick. And I and somebody was in Reddit was was going about. I wonder if that's going to be something like, and that's how they're going to link everything together, like Kirk needing a blood relative. I wonder if this is how we're going to go back. But anyway, um, well, the, the the one thing that we know is that they're not hormones. So, they uh, Stark was doing things with genetic diseases or with diseases of the of the motor cortex. Mm-hmm. But I also remember that that Red was poisoning 415. That's true. It might be a continuation they, of that. And they said, we have no idea what, of the lasting effects. So that's, that's a very good point. Yeah, so we don't know what what is going to go there. And the second thing is that there was a very interesting moment about Red and Liz when he gave them the case of the Osterman Company. They looked at the picture of of uh, with Katerina. Said that represented the things that she couldn't have, especially after she betrayed the KGB. We now know that probably those people they um, that were coming for her in Kate May, in her hallucination, with the Osterman um, umbrella company. Do you think that that's possibly the the KGB agent that was in
0: um, Requiem? the person that broke into her house that cuz i don't know if mm. we um i think that Kate called him KGB. I'm not sure that Katerina ever did. Uh,
1: they he said he was uh, he had uh, papers on him and they were speaking in Russian. So, i would say that if he probably was none, he was probably just KGB. Um, that scene, i've had somebody in Reddit who speaks Russian. Um, translate what he could about the scene and basically is the guy accusing her of being too, trust, too trusty with something and that goes downhill from there. That's more or less what the only thing that they could uh, get from it. Um, but there is something, I, I thought about those guys in Cape May, you know, the guy in the, in the plot and the other people. Uh, do you guys think that that is possible? That those are the Umbrella Company killers? Possibly. But, it I mean, if, if Red ever
0: saw that, it would take Red seeing that for it to be in his hallucination, though. Or imagining.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. I, oh, I guess since he knows that they were after her, yeah. yeah. And the guy it was wearing plaid and, like, the guy in the fire. And, I know, don't laugh. <laughs> As she Because sits the they, uh, wearing oh, plaid. What's... Did you see his tie? Yes, they've been. He's been wearing ties, <laughs> flat ties since five point nine. I kid you not. Yeah, we'll it's very interesting. Um, so, uh, it's, it's Those are two interesting moments that um that uh, that happened in the episode that I think were worth mentioning until we get to the big stuff.
2: Okay, and I mean that, it could be that. Um, Russian agents do work for Osterman, I mean, Osterman agents have to have come from somewhere Mm -hmm. and they operate all over the world, so they've probably all come from different places all over the world. It could have been a KGB agent also working for Osterman at the same time.
1: Yeah, but that that would have been 1985 and they wouldn't have been going after her in 1985 or 86, depending on where Liz was born. Um, I mean, this is probably just closer to 1990 or 1991, when she was being hunted. Basically, Velov came to get her, and I guess when Velov couldn't get her, they got the Osterman Company to terminate her, because obviously they didn't believe the suicide.
0: All right, are we ready to move into Samar and Aram?
1: No, Cooper. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> good Cooper Cooper yeah. just looked very relieved there <laughs> yeah Cooper is uh, Cooper is is Cooper has been having very very good parts. He's the one that saves red. he's the one who says no just if there's still a few minutes we'll still get a chance to to so this is the same thing he saves red he saves Hamar um he goes I tried out to, to at the least event.
2: anyway.
0: I mean, he gave it an A plus effort because you had. Yeah. I love that line that he had. You know, where the guy calls and says, "Where, where is uh, Levi?" Levi. And he's like, "I'm sorry, the FBI wouldn't even know where to start." <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. it's just a non. Uh, what was it? A non. Uh, non event. Non event. That was it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, yeah, he can't say Red has committed any crimes. No, he was gonna give us the gold, and the guy gold was stolen. Um... He was. Uh, did he kill anybody? Not to my knowledge. Where's Levi? Probably disappeared with uh, with Samar. Um, he could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, I, I, and and I tell you, um, Harry Lennox really killed those scenes. Mm-hmm. They were they were great, great.
0: He's so, always he's always on top of his yeah. game. I've never seen him off his game.
1: yeah but but they were they were tough scenes because they were short. so there wasn't a lot of go on to to really get in the in the scene yet he managed to convey you know the, the the seriousness. and I love the way they say, well you know if you don't if you don't uh, cooperate, you, you know basically uh, that coaster relationship is over. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, he threatened him the same way that he threatened the president. You know, mm-hmm. I will go public with this. That's become his new go-to.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't. You just don't mess with Cooper's task force. No. they're like his children. You don't mess with them. <laughs> yep. He he will out you to the entire
0: world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever you have done, Cooper will tell <laughs> because yeah, he look, knows.
1: Let me ask you. Let me ask you both this: How much do you think Cooper knows about Red? Everything all most of it. I,
2: no I wouldn't think all, but I do think he knows more than it's made to look like he knows, if that makes sense.
1: At you the very least he
2: suspects something's up. He might just not know what exactly.
0: I what I the- don't know. I mean I've I've had your theory consistently for what a year or two now that he he's known red for years and years and years i I could go either way I mean I could see him having had prior you know a, you know good good relationship with him you know uh, have known him very well but I could also see him not you know that, that he'd only had you know a distant sort of knowledge of him
1: mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you think that they know um, his real, Red's real name? I think that
0: I find it difficult to believe yeah. that if he had known who Red was, that he would have gone out of his way to run the ah. DNA test and hand yeah. it over to Liz. I don't think, and this may be where we disagree, I don't think he's interested in manipulating Liz.
1: Okay.
2: Whoopsie. I'm with Jen on that. I mean, we see um, Cooper constantly trying to take Red down a peg when he thinks Red's gone too far, and he's always protecting his task force. I think if he honestly knew that Red wasn't Red... I don't think we would have got this far without Cooper having said something to that effect. Okay.
1: Now, did you know... I, I could did be you, wrong. Did you realize what you two just did? Oh, no. What did we do? <laughs> you basically have completely proven my assumption that what um, what I ask is who Red really is and I never said that not really Raymond Reddington. <laughs> Red, I said, who Red really is? is his real identity. But you're assuming immediately that he's not the Raymond Reddington. And that is exactly what the showrunners are counting on. When he said, I was someone else. Neither. He doesn't mean in 1990. He doesn't mean that he wasn't the Raymond Reddington that... That did all those things. It just that that's not his real name, and he gave us when Liz, when Liz was asking him in in uh, when he was going to be killed um, executed. They said Liz was asking about who you were, and then he goes on about his mother and his father, and everybody thinks that he's. He was just going on a tangent and ignoring the question. I think he was answering the question. I think he was telling that my father excommunicated me, like totally threw me away. And I had to become someone else. And he was already using a last name, not his, Reddington, to go to the Naval Academy because the father didn't, had completely disowned him.
2: Well, either way, there is something up with the whole Red's (laughs) identity slash name, all that.
0: Wait, what? There's something going on with
2: that? There's something (laughs) going on there. (laughs) I missed something! (laughs) Whatever it may be, I think if Cooper knew it, he wouldn't have not said at least something. That is the point that I was trying to make. I think that I
0: can see... Us not seeing him say something to Reddington because something could be said off screen so that it's Mm. kept secret from the Mm -hmm. audience. My issue becomes, and the way Tessa just described it, yeah, I could see that, in which if you assume that Red that we know is Liz's biological father and that Red that we know has also been Raymond Reddington for many, many years and that he has lived in those shoes from you know back before Liz was born. And if both of those things are accurate, I could see Cooper letting you know if he knew letting it go. Now if either of those things were false, either one of them and he knew, I have oh, a no, hard, I have a hard time believing he would keep that from
1: Liz. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm thinking that people tend to think is an either or it's it's an either is either red is not red or he's not reddington and i think it's both he is red he has been reddington and he's that's not his real name he has been someone else so that's that was um, my my last thing about this so i think it with not anybody has anybody anything else about um Okay, so it's a Samar and a Ram time. You also
0: finished with your coffee? Like Just that, was then, a, yeah. that was an extra sad face right there. Yeah.
1: I'm so, not sure if it was about the coffee or Samar. Or both. <laughs> mm.
0: So, Whimsy is over on the other side of the world, so she was kind enough to get up at 7 a.m. her time to ha- to record earlier, this. Oh, earlier, because we started
2: this at 7, true. so I had woke up before that.
0: That's true. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I woke up at six. Which is actually not the earliest I have woken up this week,
1: funnily enough.
0: I, I woke uh, up at six this morning, but that was because my cat decided he needed to play. I'm an early
1: <laughs> riser. I sleep very little. I wake up at five. So I need
0: sleep. Mm, yep. I'm a fan of sleep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. alright. So some more in a wrong. Well
1: no. <laughs> It's interesting that this happened, and this this probably was the reason why they have Samar in the water in the beginning when she wanted to leave the show.
2: Well, I was wondering about that, because in the lead-up to these two episodes, where we weren't exactly clear on what was going to happen or whether she was going to leave permanently or temporarily or what have you, I I did say uh, to some offline friends, if they knew that she was going to be leaving in the middle of the season, then I wasn't entirely sure why they did what they did at the end of season five. Why didn't they just you know, have, have that happen and then have the trauma so bad that she left at that point rather than having her supposedly get better and then go downhill again? Um, my understanding from what I have read since then is that the decision for her to leave wasn't made until after they wrote and shot the end of season five, which I think then answers that question. I, The impression I get, and I could be very wrong, um, is that what happened at the end of season five was written with the intent of her getting Better because we had Samara and Aram break up for a moment and then get back together and then be engaged. And then we had all this hype over the hiatus, which I'll come back to later, possibly, about a Saran wedding this season, which we now won't have. So I feel like something changed after the end of season five was done, which is why we've then lost the Saran wedding and gone this track instead. So I, I'm not sure if they this at the time that they saw at the end of season five.
1: Do you think that there was going to be a wedding? They don't do happy.
2: Well, I wasn't sure because, and I've said this on Tumblr, with every other show, I get a feeling of what it could or could not happen. But with The Blacklist, I've lost that because they've done so many insane things over the years. Every time I've thought they can't do whatever it's too insane they won't do that they go and do it and every time I think surely this has to happen it doesn't happen so I've given up trying to definitively say I think this will happen or that won't happen because I just can't feel for it anymore I can't guess it anymore um I did think and this is I think this is the one thing that really irked me more than anything else um, with this week's episode, was that they gave us so much hype about the Saram wedding happening, <laughs> and then didn't give it to us. I feel like that was really mean of them, especially if they gave us all that hype knowing that it wasn't going to happen. If they had planned a wedding and then something changed i could understand the mistake but if they did it deliberately that makes me really mad
0: well john has been known to say that he would protect the Keene family and then murder tom so yeah
1: exactly exactly so <laughs> they don't do happy happy doesn't exist for
0: these people that's i mean i that's I have not had a- inaccurate, but there's also there's a difference in, and this is this is me. <laughs> I told Whimsy when the rumors started, she and I had a talk, and I said, "I am here for you, friend. I have been down this road, and it's going to hurt like hell. And if you need anything," <laughs> well, that was
2: the first thing I thought of when the rumors started. I was like, "Jen is the one who will understand this pain." <laughs> Yeah, I've
0: been there. It took me a year to get over it, and I'm still not over Oh, wait, no, I'm still not over it. A uh, year and a half later.
2: <laughs> will you ever be?
0: No, no. Um, the only time I will potentially be close-ish to it being over is if Tom pops up at the end. And then I'll go, I still am not happy with you people, but well, we're, on <laughs> we're on the road to forgiveness. We're on the road to forgiveness. But...
1: I mean, that's uh, yeah. they
0: they have a habit, um, by they I mean John Bokenkamp, um, has a habit <laughs> of, of saying things. And I don't know if he does it intentionally or if it's like what his plan is in that moment and things go differently. I don't know. I'm not in the writer's room. I'm not a fly on the wall as much as I would love to be to know what is going on in there. Because I think it would be a crazy adventure to hear that, but... I'm not there so it's fine um but he'll say certain things like the saram wedding like you know oh Ryan will be back if redemption doesn't work out hey Ryan's back now we're killing Tom you know like they brought well, him back he to murder. did come back it just didn't he just didn't yeah. stay back yeah protecting the king family um <laughs> anyway but he has a habit of doing that and so well, it he, he meant could... something different. Mm, there's, okay,
2: what yeah. different thing could "there will be a Saram wedding" possibly mean? <laughs> there's no hidden meaning behind that. Well, so but, you but go t- into the opium when,
0: den that Red when, goes when to, did, and you hallucinate he, the Saram wedding.
2: <laughs> when
1: exactly did he say that? Was uh, it wasn't in, in, in numerous
2: articles over the hiatus,
1: the summer hiatus between five. And yeah, six. but then that could have been before. They that that um that um it was decided that she wanted to leave. Well, and that, that's exactly was set what right we we're saying. right up
2: until just before season six started. And apparently, the decision for her to leave was made over the summer. Oh, well. that's what I read in the Instagram post. Guaranteed, I am still half asleep right now, but
0: nope, we can't <laughs> bail John out of this one.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Um... As people can't always love and, and, and a lot of a lot of the of the of the fandom drama, always had to do with. But Bokenkamp said in an interview, yeah. and I always say, whatever you think he said, it's not what he said. i and even if he said it, that's not what he meant. And if he meant it, that's not what it came out as. I've just
0: stopped reading or listening to any sort of Bokenkamp interviews because. It's most of the time well no all the time, what you think you're hearing is not, not accurate. It's I mean not he accurate. created Raymond Reddington. The man is talented at Red Speak.
2: Yep. And for all we know, we could have a later episode this season where Aram hallucinates a Saram wedding <laughs> and boom, there we go. He goes into the Opium Den.
1: Plus I mean, remember that we don't we don't really know where the ending is because at this point they already got a season seven. So we don't know. I mean, she's not dead. Yeah. So for all we know that she could <laughs> even have even let's let's even say that that they they go the route of a plastic surgery. Now they can bring another actress if she's I not available. Someone, I had
0: someone ask me that same question about Tom the other day. If If I thought that it was... And it's someone that listens to the podcast. I was trying to remember who it was. It's someone that listens to the podcast. So the question that you asked, um, that if I thought that it was possible that, you know, that they would go that route with Tom and bring him back in the end so that Ryan wouldn't have to come on. I said, no, I said, I think they would just use Ryan's endless reservoir of energy and bring him on the last couple episodes or something. But uh, I mean... I don't think it would be that difficult for to bring Mozan back. I mean, depending on no. what she's on, they work with her schedule. I mean, they could bring her back for the last episode or so. I mean, you you could have a really good last couple episodes that they if brought she everybody wants to back, come back that would be the key yeah.
1: yeah because
0: Ryan has been a very good sport about it even though it wasn't his decision to leave he's been an excellent sport about it cuz he but showed most up a
1: was his decision her decision yeah, too. yeah.
0: and so that would just depend on on what was going on with her and if she was willing and if they chose to do it i mean if they felt mm. like the writing was going there mm-hmm. and so yeah but i'm saying that the the option writing wise the fact that they didn't kill her off mm that, do that leaves, it does leave it open yeah. yeah
2: and i feel that her having gone into hiding at the end of 614 i feel like that can't possibly be the end of her story there's no resolution there the only way to resolve that story is for her to technically come
1: yeah. back at some point um but it's just a question of will she well now she has become another um parallel of katerina rostova mm-hmm. yeah Imagine that, so, another
0: spy becoming another
1: parallel to Katerina. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, as I, I'm i going, um, and I'm posting in Reddit, but I haven't posted yet in, in Tumblr. I'm going through the stories that we've been told. Because even though, I mean, we're on way past 100 episodes, and it seems like, if if you're getting a feel that the stories are being repeated, the stories have been repeated. Yeah. You're not you're not inventing this. They're the same stories. They're father stories, mother stories, sibling stories, romantic stories, uh, betrayal and revenge. And you mix these things. You got good fathers, bad fathers, terrible fathers. Bad mothers, good mothers, terrible mothers, even worse mothers. Um, and they just keep mixing the same elements. And I, they're all coming into this this mythology. But I thought it was an absolutely outstanding vehicle for Mosan in this last episode. Yeah.
0: Oh, she was brilliant in it. I, yeah. I do have a question, though. Um, speaking of mothers, Whimsy, what was your reaction and feelings <laughs> towards the whole baby mix up and also her her uh, change of mind. Samar's change of mind.
2: I have had a lot of mixed feelings on the topic of a saram baby for a long time and I have been resisting writing an essay on the subject. Um, so I was really I was really concerned about the possibility of the show actually trying to address that subject Um, but then the way they ended up doing it in 613 614 I was actually really pleased with the way they did it it was beautifully done it was a lot better than anything I had ever been uh, expecting so I was quite I was actually quite happy with that that was one of the few things I was really happy with Uh, because Samar has said as far back in season three that she didn't want children, that in her mind for women, it was like having two full-time jobs, whereas men could have both and women couldn't. And I really liked at the time that she was bold enough to say that because there is such a stigma and such such a shame sort of put on women who make the decision not to have kids. And I thought it was very cool of the show to have this female character saying, nope, not interested. And so, as much as a saram shipper, let's be real here, a saram baby would be absolutely adorable. Um, <laughs> I was also A very, very pretty child. A gorgeous child. And <laughs> honestly, I could go on about that. But I was also hoping that um, they would follow through on what Samar had said in season three. I felt that to then have her backtrack and change her mind without really going into detail on it, would be disrespectful to her as a character after what she had said in season three. My only exception to that would have been, and this is what I had thought going into this episode, and um, that's why this episode uh, was handling of that is something I love so much, was that knowing Aram, Aram is not the kind of guy who would make Samar do all the work if they had a kid. So if they had a kid, it would be more like they both had one and a half Jobs, because Aram would, I feel like Aram would be the kind of dad who would be itching to get in there and do his part and then some. And I feel like Samar would figure that out. And I feel like the only way she would then have kids after what she said in season three was if she goes, yes, maybe I thought that about other guys, but with Aram, I know it won't be like that. And that is basically what she said in this episode, uh, was that, you know, Aram changed everything. And now, you know, she had changed her mind. She just couldn't have kids now. And so I was really I was really glad to see it put exactly the way that it was put in this episode.
1: I thought it was very well handled. It eh? was very well handled. And and they all were really good about it. I mean, those scenes yeah. were powerful emotional without uh, being modeling and i am not a shipper so i'm you know anything that just thinks of too much sentimentality just gives me the creeps uh but that was okay i was actually okay those were it was a it was a pleasurable thing and basically because in didn't in 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 well i realized that i am a bit of a masochist there were some, some <laughs> in
2: there but and then the bit at the end of season three where Aram finds her at the restaurant and they drink the wine anyway. That was just the beautiful way to finish that off. That poor plant. I mean, was she drinking iced teas that was she, or Coke or something? And he's
0: like pouring. I, my first round of watching it, I thought there were two waters. But the second round, I'm like, that's a darker liquid. What did he just pour into that poor plant? <laughs>
2: the plant will It'll live, I'm sure. <laughs> Might have even been a Nice and refreshing. No more
1: water, Posse. Is go fear from from now on. (laughs) Bring out the sugar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No,
0: but that was such a sweet moment there, and honestly, that I think that's why I I think it made when she did leave even more poignant because they they made their decision together. I mean, things changed, Um, Mm. and you know the situation changed, and I I mean. I knew when she walked away, I was like, and she's she just lied to his face, and she's gone, you know. And it was made for, I mean, she was protecting him as much as he was trying to protect her. She was trying to protect him, and so
1: who, who do you think was right? Was I don't was think a I decision. I don't was think there's it,
0: uh, a right or wrong there. I think it was two people desperately trying to protect the one that they love
2: and neither of them could both succeed in that respect because yeah. for both of them protecting the other meant sacrificing themselves which is the direct opposite of what the other was trying to achieve exactly
1: so it was a okay. no win situation yeah that scene in the woods was and i'm like aram you don't realize but this is goodbye and it was and i and as soon as they they had that scene i absolutely knew that this mm-hmm. was going to be a parallel to Red and Katerina. Well, and can we talk about the cars? Uh, yes. That just, was so much. Just two seconds.
0: Um, so in the scene where where she tells him, you know, I'm not. It's not like I'm ditching you. I'm. I'm. We're gonna meet up here, and she leaves. I I got the impression that Aram for half a second, just I mean, the briefest of beats, saw through that, and then he went no. I'm gonna trust her. I love this woman. I trust her. I'm going to trust her. That's stupid. She wouldn't lie to me. Because that's that's what Samar said a couple episodes ago. You always see the best in people. You assume the best. And yeah, so he always
2: has hope too.
1: One of the most one of the most intriguing things about that the scene that that, that was previous is first um did we see the parallels when they're in the car accident to Tom to Tom and and Liz, yes. I mean, first for once there is a car being crashed and Rester is not in it. <laughs> I mean, we got to celebrate this. It's a win for Ress <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it was around finally driving after the last season he didn't know how to drive. Yes, he's gone.
0: Uh, I got the impression that when he was uh, trained to go into the field that he yes he That's also received how to drive.
2: yeah. yeah. Because we saw him driving at the end of season five when mm-hmm. Samar was missing, yeah. But now Aram has his turn, like wrestler, where he's driving a car and then it gets smushed.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a that was pretty bad wreck there. But, but I, I wrestler is usually the one doing this mushing. So uh, good. This was a car that got that jammed into another, and it was not driven by wrestler. <laughs> You've got to share the love a little bit. Now it's Aram's turn. Uh, and oh how gosh. about the scene in the cabin? That was really badass. That was
2: oh, great. Samar's fight? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was good. What I wanted to know was, what did she hit the assassin over the head with? Because it moved so fast, you couldn't see what it was. And for a, a split second, I was wondering the if the it was a
1: snowshoe. No, a poker from the fireplace. Oh, it was a poker. Okay. That's probably
0: smarter. It's probably heavier you know, than a snowshoe.
1: <laughs> but that I would be really funny. I was it was the
0: snowshoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the snowshoe. <laughs> I am not going out there with you like that. <gasps> oh. And then the hospital scene was brilliant. The way they yes. got into a into a hospital room, mm-hmm. that, that was brilliant.
2: They had this really great um teamwork thing going on for that whole episode.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. Um I just loved Aram when he slapped the kid's phone out of
1: his (sighs) hand. Stay in school. The music thing, that was so good. I love that little scene.
0: Yeah, I just, I love the stay in school. Aram just keeps getting, the entire episode, he kept getting hit with new stuff and just going, okay, okay, let's do this. You could kind of see him pepping himself up, finding out that Samara had probably what was it dropped a token was that the phrase yeah yeah on killing people yeah and he was like all right moving on (laughs) just don't have time to worry about that right now we'll come back to that circle back (laughs) around to that hun
1: Mm. well it was um and i i wanted to, to talk see how you guys feel about that about you know Levi and and I mean they were somewhat involved. It was in a romantic relationship. It sounded to me more like a like a Gina and Tom than anything else. Yeah, mm.
0: I I think that I think that Levi was probably much more interested in it. Well, I mean because she came back to Levi at one point. Yeah. And so like I don't know. I think that I mean, I think a lot of times, at least in spy shows, you have that, that very thin line between partners and romantic partners. And, Especially and Levi's people do. left. Yeah, left. well Levi got married. Uh, no, 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 he, he broke up engaged, with a engaged engaged um, and then and
2: dropped left. the fiance to try and go back to Samar. But, Samar
1: but he, yeah. But um, he did take the the dome thing to to save Samar. It's yeah. in- incredible that, you know, after that it's like now you're gonna get killed.
0: Yeah, I mean that was I I kind of got the impression that I mean, I think they did it in part to bring him back. Um, because it was a familiar face. I love him. I was kinda sad to see him die. I the I, I love I know you and I have had this conversation, Whimsy. I am I have this huge <laughs> crush on Odette. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um i have had a crush on him for many many years and so every time he pops back up i'm like oh yay yeah i mean like i was sad to see him die but only in the fact that he went as far as he did because he did go that far
2: yeah Brad, smother him i was and, disappointed and- that he became the villain because as much as i don't like levi and i have never liked him i was sad that he had to become the villain. And when he came back, I was like, oh, Levi's back. But I was hoping that he would at least be an ally to at least try and, Yeah, in whatever the storyline was going to end up being. And then he ended up being the bad guy, and I was so disappointed. Well,
0: I think it, it, it would have made more sense if he had tried, but then you wouldn't have had that lovely conversation between Red and Levi that paralleled yeah. to Katarina. I yeah. mean, like, I... There was a definite reason for it, but character development-wise, it was a little shaky. Well,
1: I, I do understand it. I, I I disagree there. I think that it was, in the genre, it's mm. totally expected. Yeah, and, and that's a possibility. I mean, she would, yeah. she would, as soon as they said the mansion, said, oh my god, she's toast. And that's true. I mean, th- it might have just been that
0: like, we just don't have a choice. I mean, because he, mm. he was telling Red, you know, we feel the same way about this. I don't want this, but there's no, no way around it. I mean, I guess the alternative would have been to have locked her basically in prison for the rest of her life. I mean... Yeah, exactly. It's... Put her under... I mean, and you know that that wouldn't have stuck. I mean, <laughs> Samara wouldn't have sat around that way. Oh, no. And so... I mean, but if anybody would have the ability to reverse something like that, re, you know, realistically, people on the cutting edge of medical technology, I mean, Israel is. I mean, they have some top-notch scientists there that are coming up with insane steps through medical research and but apparently they didn't feel like wasting time.
1: <laughs> so, well, I think I think it was important that that you know, the story they're telling is the story of Red and Katerina. So, it, the mm-hmm. moment they went there, you knew where they were going. They were going for, and it, I think it made a lovely thing, because they did it, um, when they when they were paralleling uh, Tom and Katerina, uh, you know, it gave one flavor of Katerina. Now they're paralleling with, with Samar that's a very different flavor that you're getting. And I think when you start combining all this, it's like the people looking at the elephant from all these points of view. And the more points of view you're getting, the more you start understanding what the woman really was like. Yeah. Uh, And and I love the way that Red killed uh, Lepin, by uh, the way.
0: Did did you... It was uh, the
1: death of a traitor. Yes, it was. I mean, just like Mr. Gray in season one. Like uh, Newton Phillips. Mm -hmm. people who are are betrayers of... And um, I I always got the feel that Newton Phillips was also military. So that's that's an an agent, an officer who becomes a traitor. That's not just the whatever something happens to this low-level employee. That's not Kaplan who got a, a bullet in the head like... Hansel Garrick did for abusing the trust. That was a traitor's death.
0: Yeah. I actually saw that actor on a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode a few weeks ago, and I was like, I had to look him up. I'm like, who is this man? He looks so familiar. Who is he? Oh, my gosh, it's Mr. Gray. Mm -hmm.
2: That's right. He was on that. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting with Levi now being dead, because um, I was I was saying this to Jen last night, last night my time, that the only way for Samar to really come out of hiding is if they somehow manage to get the Osterman Umbrella Company to stop hunting her, and how exactly are they going to do that? And I would have thought that yes, Levi has been the traitor in this sense, but. As he said, he didn't really want to do it, and I would have thought that if they had any hope of cancelling the contract on Samar, that Levi would theoretically be an important part of that if they could manage to convince him to call it off. And now we don't have that option.
0: Well, I've been thinking about that through the day, because, especially with my rewatch of it, um, because the two options that you and I discussed were convincing uh, I mentioned someone... I four. Oh, okay. Four uh, options. What would you like to... Say, the four options. Oh, so it
2: was either um, Samar gets better somehow and the- and therefore is no longer a threat, and they can prove that, therefore contract is called off. Either they take down Osterman, either they convince the old guy who was arguing with Cooper, if they can convince him to call it off and he calls it off, or they take him down and then convince his replacement. So
0: I've been thinking about this through the day, and... Red made the comment that he was, that he wanted to go at the Umbrella Company because of Katarina. Like, that's where his original hatred for them came from. And so I think we are going to see, I think the most reasonable approach, I mean, because if they just get one person from Mossad, to call it off, someone else from Mossad is going to call it right back on. And, yeah. and then on the guy that just called it off, you know, and so it's that's kind of counterproductive. And so I think what they'll end up doing, um, what I what I would see them end up doing is going after the Umbrella Company themselves yes. and dismantling, basically doing to them what I've been wanting, what I desperately wanted them to do to St. Regis at some point. And they never did drove me crazy, and they won't now that Tom's gone, but, oh, that drove me crazy. Like, Um, if if anybody should have been on the blacklist, it was St. Regis.
1: (laughs) Well, well, um, the, the, Mm. well, you you can't really take St. Regis down, because St. Regis will always exist, call it what you want, and maybe you shouldn't be taking kids off the streets or whatever. You should do maybe with a little more uh, ethical way. But there is always going to be covert agents. Oh, yeah. And a but covert agent that survives is a covert agent that is well trained.
0: I meant the organization that McCready started, not necessarily covert operatives out there, just St. Regis yes, that are manipulating that children. Yeah. <clears throat> and so. Well, but... I think Gina took care of that. Well, I don't know. I just always assumed Gina turned around and took it over. She's an opportunist. Mm-hmm. But um, regardless, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I, I do think that, that Red, I mean, because it's not just Samar, the The umbrella Company's on his radar. Mm-hmm. It's Katarina as well. So now that there are two people probably relying on this organization going down... And probably Red. Oh, yeah. Going down in, you know, flames and burning to the ground, you know, I... I feel like
1: he will so so that man now we know that at one point what what we don't know is who was who was um a levi for katharina say what who was levi oh, for oh Katrina, you mean the parallel
0: and, for levi yes, uh, okay. and who
1: was red for for um, and so and who was Whoever that helped Katarina escape.
0: So there is that interesting moment there at the end. Um, And honestly, it's. I've come. I'm at a better place with Red personally, but I still find it very therapeutic when people. You know, haul up and punch him, or slam him into things, and
1: I was so just, oh I was, like, it was not expecting Aram to do Oh, I was
0: so like, if he's
1: non-violent, demeanor and all these things, she what? never comes to two blows. But boy, she loves writing. bad stuff. Especially I love how you think I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bold, bold assumption, my friend. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Not saying I do, not saying I don't. Um, But anyway, you know, I I was expecting it, because he was such... When we've seen Aram in that super heightened emotion, mm -hmm. I mean, he pulled a gun on the head of the CIA. He, when put in a highly emotional, overrun of emotion sort of situation, excuse me, he just, he reacts violently and
2: through those emotions there's just there's no he's not the pushover they make him out to be no no he's not a kind
0: person but you push him too far and you crack him and he's going to crack you and that's so he's getting in red's face and he's right there and that that was the first thing for me once he was in red's face and all pretense of politeness had been washed away Oh, that look in
1: his face was great. Oh,
0: I'm like, dude, you're going to get your nose broken. Like, this is happening, waiting for it, waiting for it. Boom, there it is. Um, But what I was going to say was the comment that he made and the way that they uh, situated the camera angles was beautiful. So Aram says, no, 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 I can't be happy without you. And the scene... Um, and I actually put up a gift set this evening, um, which broke my freaking heart doing it. I had to go make a fun GIF after it to get over it. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, go look when we get done. <laughs> it's it's heartbreaking. But with each word punctuating, we look at Red, and his his whole expression is heartbroken. And then Liz looks like someone punched her in the gut. And wrestler is the third one That just looks hes Like he's stealing himself So he's not going to break down with him And I because love he's that He's the one who knows exactly how it feels Because he's already the, lost Audrey And uh, Tom Yeah, Liz lost Tom, Ress lost Audrey And we think Ra- Reddington Lost Katerina Whether she, he knows she's alive Or if
1: she is or what have you They can never be her. together That's yep. what he says to Levi It was the you manipulated Aram in order to oh, and now that makes he has so mad. to live, yeah. And that is exactly they just told us what is red thing, he you compromised. Have to live with were knowing that it was your act, he compromised our cupcake. Yeah, now they can't be ever together,
0: yeah. And so, I just the way that they they shot that scene with him saying that and it going around to the three people that knew so deeply what that meant and that Aram was joining them in
1: that was just absolutely heartbreaking. It was yeah, so and painful. And that's what I've been saying for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Aram had to join the the ranks of the damaged. Mm-hmm. I
2: was he really was hoping he wouldn't. I mean, I know that he had to eventually, but I was so hoping that he wouldn't. I mean, you they all like like
1: the come cupcake. To, to, to bad, bad things. And, and even even Cooper, you know, Cooper um, has also not, not the same kind of bad things, but bad things. Mm-hmm. So they're all damaged, and Aram was like this little ray of, of sunshine. And there, and you know, at the end, the darkness took yeah. him on. I mean, the darkness. The, the thing with 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 uh, anything that has to do with espionage and agents is like there is that's there is no redemption. There is no light. There is there is just more darkness. Mm-hmm. And
2: now, in the promo for the next episode, we see Aram is at war with Red. And yeah. I am so nervous to see how that is going to end up going because we know more than likely Samara is not going to come back. So what exactly is this war with Red so, going to achieve?
0: So um, I actually was thinking about this after the episode last night. Uh, on a podcast that I listened to, they were talking about um, some negotiations that are happening. Um, it has nothing to do with the blacklist. But the question that they they asked the, the person that was on their... Pa- podcast was that, uh, you know, when, basically, how far is pushing something too far where it creates uh, damage that you can't get over? You know, if, if you're, you know, want to be friends at the end of it, if you want to be allies at the end of it, how far can you push that other party before it's irreparable damage? Yeah. And that's, I started thinking about that right after the show last night, that They, you know, it happens with characters all the time that happens in the writing that we're about to see how forgiving uh, Red is and not just how forgiving Red is, but will Ram even want to be, you know, like I could see Red at the end of it, depending on how far Ram pushed it going. You were not in the right mind, you know, I'm, I'm not your enemy, but I understand why you are putting it on me. I could see him doing that, but will Aram feel that way himself? From his point of view, is he going to look at it and and see Red as the enemy, continue seeing Red as the enemy? Or will he say, you were just making, taking Samar's wishes and making it possible, making sure she was safe doing it? Which, I mean, it's all up in the air. Like I said at the beginning, I don't think anybody was right or wrong, particularly. I think that Red was doing what he could, and I think that Aram is incredibly hurt right now. And so, like, it's all from points of view of the characters. Mm. But how far is too far in which Aram doesn't want that relationship repaired? And... You know, what happens then?
2: Well, he said in the episode, I will never forgive you for what you just did. Yeah. That's what he said to Red.
0: But, I mean, there's there's never forgiving him, and then there's making him an enemy. And so, I mean, Tom worked with Red not liking the man. Every time they worked together, Tom never particularly liked him, and vice versa. But they were able to put aside their differences and do the yeah. thing when, when they had common goals. And so... I could see it going that, you know, they get to a place where they're able to continue doing that and it kind of becomes that subtly, you know, subtle animosity.
1: I'm going to to shock both of you. I think (laughs) Uh that Aram is going to become Red's most, the closest of them. Shocking. Aram's number one on the blacklist. No, 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 the most shocking, (laughs) the most, the most, the closest to Red, because they're being bonded by, Mm. Lizzie wrestler has suffered death of the person they love, Red and Ram have suffered the person they love having to go away for something they did, because they trusted the wrong person. I pretty much guarantee that's where they're going.
2: They just have to make up to get to that point, though. Have to earn it,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and so, that's I mean, going that's... to be
2: the interesting part: how we're getting to that from what's going to happen in next week's episode. Exactly. It's how far are they pushing it?
1: Yeah. Well, well, this is we we've been we've been told, and we can see what's going to happen with Ram because that part of Red's life we know. He went on a revenge, a scorched revenge that left him lost in the dark hideous and unable to see the light and we know that that Aram is going to get there and at the end I think that they will see that they're just the same
0: it'll be interesting if Red steps in like he did with uh wrestler with Mm. uh Mako Tanita Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, because you had Liz, Liz is the one that stopped him from killing uh, Jonica. I think was his name. Probably Jonica. Uh, Jonica, thank you. Um, but I mean, they when he delivered the head to him, there was that whole conversation, mm-hmm. and the one at the at the river, you know, mm-hmm. in which Red was trying to express crossing that line. And so it'll be interesting if instead of being angry, Red does the same thing with a rom, And it, uh, it helps. Helps heal rather than hurt. I don't know, it just for Red, it depends on his that, mood. If he's more be forgiving or he's, uh... <laughs> What happened to Katerina. It might be. But, I mean, it just, sometimes it depends on his mood. I mean, it's more than that, just that. But it feels like it depends on his mood. If he reacts violently or if he reacts
1: in, uh, in patience. In this in in this episode we actually got a fair amount of parallel backstories about Red, you know, by having I feel like we
0: got more in the second episode. I was expecting to get quite a bit about Red's backstory from the Robert Vesco episode. Um we Call him Ray. Yeah, but but we didn't get nearly as much as I thought. Real fast before I forget, though, because I didn't mention this when we started it, uh, the Osterman Umbrella Company. Do you know what number on the blacklist they were?
2: Six. Either six or yeah, six. Yeah, they one were six. six. And one of them was nine.
0: They they are the lowest. Uh, Tom has been the lowest on the list for four. six seasons. No. Uh well, since season two, so for Kate, five seasons. Kate is uh, number four. Is she? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Scratch that.
1: I thought yeah, think do have a list
2: written out somewhere.
1: Yeah. Kate never is mind. number four. Tom is number seven. Now we got number six. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Scratch that. And uh, Robert Vesco is number nine. They, but the numbers are telling a story. Being first on the list doesn't mean much, except that that's how the story starts. And the story is mm-hmm. going to start by him and Katerina. So... Kat will be number one on the blacklist. I hadn't thought
2: of it that way. Hmm? Well I've been trying to figure out what the um what the system was for numbering and a lot of people sort of had the idea in the air that it was to do with, you know the lower the number on the list, the more dangerous they were. And that doesn't seem to have worked out with that no. Um, but I hadn't thought of it that way. That it goes back it's to a timing and this.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's like not it. It, it's not even it's a story that the the we're being told a story in the numbers. So the way that the blacklister is described is the way, it's the, the point in the story. For example, Tom is a, um. In, uh, an incredibly uh, talented operative. Um. If when we get, for example, to the description of Scotty, it's a creature, a, um, a, manipulative, a manipulative creature whose own husband couldn't trust her, and then that is followed by the Capricorn Killer, a creature that is able to survive in hostile environments. So those are the ways. It's a story that is being told to us in the in the Blacklisters. I've cracked the code. I'm just not talking about it much. <laughs> it was a lot of work.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's Do you have Do you guys have anything else to add? No,
1: well, I'm happy the, the way they took Samar. I mean, that scene on the plane was never. beautiful. I'm going to forget everything, but I'm never going to forget you. It's, oh, that, hurt. that was beautiful. Yeah, <gasps> that, that was a, that was a beautiful thing. I think I will
2: forever be both happy and sad about it because, I mean... She was so brave. Yeah, and I was really worried going into this episode about how they were going to handle Samar's departure because it had to happen. Uh, But I was worried about how it was going to happen and they did a beautiful, beautiful job of it, um, much better than I was expecting. Because, and I think I've said this to Jen before, I've sort of lost faith in the way these writers have handled a lot of things. So going into the episode, I was very, I was sceptical. And I was, I will say now in hindsight for these last two episodes that I am very pleasantly relieved at how well they handled the whole thing. Um, It was a lot better than anything I expected. But at the same time, Samara's my favourite and now she's gone. And I I am devastated. The way,
0: the way you just described it is how i feel about 508 they yeah. gave they gave me the red and tom conversations that i had been waiting since season one to get they gave us flashbacks that showed that he had always loved liz they they gave him a scene where he fought with his own life for liz I mean, everything about the episode screamed something that I would love in the episode. And what I've said again and again is I would love 508. I would even love the car scene with them, you know, with Tom saying that he can't live without her, you know, if he had survived. But the fact that he is gone kills everything else in that episode for me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in so many ways.
1: Um, but that also... Not is... being a shipper has definite advantages. Guys. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no.
2: But at the same time, there were a lot of um, personal headcanons and wishes I've had for Saram yeah. that we that were all ticked off by these last two episodes that I was I was really pleased. To see, I wish we had got all of them earlier, but we did get yeah. some eventually. Like, we got Aram bringing her breakfast in bed, which is something so I've cute. always thought would totally happen, and I was so glad to see... We actually got I, that.
0: I do have a question, like though. I do have Uh-oh. a question about that. And so we have seen Aram cook multiple times. What was this man doing with breakfast that he was starting two <laughs> grease fires? Why is he inept at, at breakfast? <laughs> Maybe he's not a morning guy. Well, he, no, he said in a
2: previous episode he's not a morning person.
0: Okay. I guess that's only an explanation. It a few
2: episodes ago he said that. He All said right.
0: that specifically. There's my answer. He was still asleep. See,
2: my my headcanon was always that Aram was not a good cook. So, well, I mean, cooks. I know we've seen him cooking, but have yeah. we seen him do it well is the question.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Well, at least it's not Liz that burns pancakes yeah. made out of... No, open, Liz burns waffles. ...that come waffles. out of a box. Liz burns w- frozen waffles. waffles. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's
2: hard to do. Well, she did try to cook them in a pan on the stove. Who so. does
1: that? Yeah, but it's also like the story of the cold spaghetti... I mean that woman is a disaster. I mean
0: she did did manage I was gonna say in Liz's defense, she did manage well we think she managed to make those noodles all right in season four. Tom could have been lying straight to her face because he loved her
1: (laughs) when he said they were better. (laughs) But I like to believe that Tom wouldn't have even lied. Whatever she was eating in that cabin in Alaska did not look appetizing. That suit Mm -hmm. It's, that was probably just, okay, this is nutritious, and that's it.
0: I'm pretty sure that the only reason Liz ate things that were not takeout was because she married Tom Keen. Like, she's more likely to starve to death <laughs> than anything else at this point.
1: Yeah. So well, I think that, that that pretty much covers. I, I think it was a beautiful send off of, of a character. Um, um,. I, I can just take I, a
2: moment to appreciate Samar's face When Aram said there might be a piece of his finger In the <laughs> orange juice Because <laughs> that was delightful
0: I liked the bit Where uh, where he said Okay we've got um, uh, French toast, toast and Browns. All of your favorites Those are none of my favorites
1: <laughs> yeah. Will they happen? Say what? What? That those were not her favorites? No, she, she,
2: no made, she said that. Yeah, she
0: said. Aram said
2: it's all your favorites, and Samago is so none of my favorites, but I love you anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: I also, I, you, we can't leave this episode without making a comment about the you're tall.
2: Yes, I was so glad they
0: brought that back. You are uh. tall. I love how that's become the stand-in for how beautiful she is. That was so sweet and so perfect. And the little kiss she blows in there. <laughs> like, you were such a nerd, but I love you. Well,
1: it, 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 it's been... And I do, I do want to uh, uh, say... It, it's been a very interesting character development for Samar. I mean, she started this this really mm-hmm. hard-ass... Um, it almost feels like she was sent to get Reddington by the Mossad in order to get her to work with Reddington. That's my feel for it. And you know, she's going through this this hard things, and she was working for Mossad, was still was working for it for the FBI. And yet, at the end, they they brought her into a character development that was really interesting. So I, I thought it was like, it was great.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's always been a hard-ass, but I've always thought that she's got that big sort of inner softy on the inside, and it's not so much that she's changed, but more that Aram has just brought that out a he's, little more. He's given her a
0: safe space to be able yeah. to. I mean, with her yeah. past and all the, the trauma that she's been
1: through, I could see where she'd put up a lot of walls.
0: Yeah. Well, she'd, she'd she
1: knew that, that the Ottoman Company was coming for her. Eventually, one day, if she even like stepped the wrong way, uh, did you guys notice that Osterman is the same name that the guy in Elias Surkov, the real agent, had? No, no, I didn't put that together. Brian Osterman,
0: I did not put that together.
1: They do like repeating names on this show.
0: they do. How many toms have we had,
2: and
1: how many cakes? About seven. Cats. Oh, Ka- uh, Kate and Catherine and all the things—we are about seventeen. It confuses me every time. <gasps> uh,
2: we've
0: it, only had one is, Jennifer, so I'm <laughs> okay.
1: very no, we're not. We have had a few minor characters. We've had named a couple. Jennifer. Yeah. Yes. Really? They first. Yeah. the cop. That was killing people in Miss um, Rebecca Thrall was Jennifer. Was she? And there was a character, a couple of, of minor characters called Jennifer.
0: Apparently Jennifer is synonymous with murder. Who knew? All right.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I want to know what Kate is synonymous with. <laughs> I
0: think of Kate Kaplan with, uh, <laughs>
1: with well, the blacklist. Uh, the so. name means uh, purity, so... I'm sure we'll get interesting things about Katharina Catherine in there. And uh, the funny thing that nobody has mentioned is that Aram knows about Dom. He does, too. I, but does he know who Dom is? No, but he I don't knows think he made that connection. He Red there, and Red yeah. was not pleased to see him there. So that is something that he can put in something that whatever that was, I'm sure that I can
0: exploit that. And you know what? Dom's mm-hmm. coming back, so maybe he does some research and tells Liz to get back mm-hmm. at Red. That would be interesting. That might that be would on be the
2: nice around Aram's war against Red.
0: And that might be on the unforgivable side because people that get anywhere close to that tend to end up dead. Mm hmm.
1: All right, it's uh, it's definitely going to be very interesting uh, what's going on. So, uh, do we have anything else?
0: All right. Well, uh, I'm sorry to see Samar go, but I was happy to have Whimsy on the episode. Thank you for coming, Whimsy. And I didn't Thank cry. You. I was
2: expecting to cry on this it's, podcast. And, and I You not. know,
0: you were smiling. It was better than what I did in 508, where I just sat there like a catatonic, bumbling idiot.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's before alternating with definitely murderous uh, impulses, yes. Oh, no, that was later. No,
0: the complete, like, utter blankness was... Because it was, uh... Were we... we That was on Thursday nights, and I think we recorded the podcast, like, that Friday, and I just... I I've still not done a full rewatch of 508. I never will.
1: Oh, it's so good.
2: I, I think it helps that I am half asleep and I haven't quite got through the less than whimsical stages of grief yet. I haven't. I'm not totally angry yet. Well, she said, but I will yeah, get it. just gone away, and now she point. can come back. <laughs> I, I'm I'm skeptical that she will. I'm I'm not convinced that she will come back. I would like her to come back, but. That's not the same. Well,
1: yeah. now you got to stick with Aram, and uh, now that he has joined the club of the Broken Hearts. And I can write
2: all the fix-it-fix fix now. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: fix-it-fix fix are the way way to handle it. That's, that's yep. how I handle it.
2: <laughs> Already plotting one. Yes. All right. I-, I think it's just helping me with the smiles that there is a dog sitting right behind that's, this computer yeah. here who keeps... Uh, jumping on me as <laughs> noisy as it has been when he keeps dropping the ball on my computer and I feel bad for you when you have to edit that but <laughs> I, I'm not sure that'll be editable but uh, he just wants Tessa and I to throw the ball for him
0: see. Yeah, He does. he's coming sorry. to say
2: hello he, he's now sitting just behind the camera glaring <laughs> at me because I stopped throwing the ball
1: <laughs> all right are we what's the problem with you you got a problem to throw the ball
2: he was dropping it on the computer it was being noisy there we go
0: Um, So do we have anything else to add?
1: No, I think Uh, it was a great episode.
0: (laughs) All right, then you can catch us on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and you can talk to us on Facebook,
1: Tumblr, and uh, Twitter. And And if you are interested in talking with Whimsy, please tell us how we can get to
2: you. You can find me on Tumblr, at Whimsy and something. All right, and so until next week. Until next week.